Hi everybody, it's Bob Tulio. Welcome to Automatic Merchandisers, Vending in OCS Nation, the podcast for the convenience services industry. Today we are talking to David Ashford, the CEO and founder of Digital Media Vending. We will look at what's driving the explosive growth of his company. A couple of years ago, most observers of the convenience services industry would have seen Ashforth's non-traditional equipment as something that was designed for the audience that attends business opportunity shows. Part-timers, not real operators. But after what we saw at the 2023 NAMA show, the definition of mainstream vending machines has certainly broadened. There was a definite buzz around machines like Fresh Baked and others who offered everything from hot entrees to pizza, dispensed from attractive equipment, and the results are proving that there is more to vending than candy, snacks, soda, and a sandwich behind a locked window. Now, mainstream operators are taking notice for one major reason, revenue. After Ashforth sold his vending business in the UK in 2008, he came to San Francisco expecting to see high-tech everything, including vending machines. He was surprised with what he found. When I first came to Northern California, the San Francisco specifically, the Bay Area, you know, I just, because it was the home of Google and in my mind, everything here was high tech and futuristic. And I got here and it really wasn't. You know, there were no like futuristic vending machines or touchscreen vending machines. And, and that's when I sold my company in the UK in 2008. That was the last machines that I was putting up was like these small touchscreen vending machines. And so I thought, wow, what an opportunity to bring that to the US and kind of reinvent that company over here in the in the US. We pretty much started recreating that vending machine in using our contacts in Europe as the, as as manufacturing. And that vending machine had a touchscreen element as well. It it took cash. It was purely cash back then. There was no cashless. And we just put it up for sale and then people kept coming us saying hey could you just make the machine bigger or wider or increase the size of the screen or make the screen say this and the machines over time just got bigger and bigger and then we started doing kind of freestanding floor standing vending machines with touch screens the first one we did had a 50 inch touch screen on the front with no window whatsoever mm-hmm. i want to say that was around 2013 right now the core of your business is manufacturing vending machines. Correct, yeah. But not traditional vending machines in any sense of the word. I mean, you could use the machines to dispense snacks and sodas for sure. But okay. that's not our target market. That hasn't been our customer to date. So let's explore then from your standpoint, what message do you want to send to operators as to why it makes sense to work with digital media vending? There are other revenue streams, and I feel like there are more profitable revenue streams that could be generated using a smart vending machine. Some of our most successful customers in terms of number of sales and dollars generated are doing sweet products, you know, sweet bakery products like cupcakes, macarons, a variety of kind of sweet bakery products. Those customers, the uh, a typical customer like that who's put it in a mall is generating between five and twelve thousand dollars a month. And those people are just selling cupcakes and cookies. 
Sure. You know, and uh, I don't know if there are too many snacks and soda machines that can kind of generate that money. And right. I feel like the the profit margin on each of those products is also much wider. It's uh, it, it's going to give you a larger profit margin at the end of the month than than a snack or a soda. Customers these days are looking for alternatives. I mean, it doesn't have to be snacks and sodas, wraps. It could be sandwiches. It could be salads. By offering something healthier, you have a chance of making more revenue and more margin. What are some of the defining characteristics of your machines from a technology and features standpoint? Well, every machine that we have comes with a touchscreen, every single one. We haven't sold them. We've, only, we've sold very few machines, like literally less than a handful, so less than five, that have taken cash since 2013. So it's really cashless payments only. Something that people may enjoy to hear is, you know, we don't use M- any MDB protocols. You know, so we have uh, a computer inside our machines. It's an Android industrial computer. It's not a Windows computer. It's an, it's an Android computer, which is designed to be on all day, every day, you know, just like a, just like a phone in your pocket is. It's designed for touchscreens. And so that enables us to create these applications that can be very unique and look branded and beautiful on the touchscreen. You're able to show off the products on the touchscreen that you're putting inside the machine. So let's take cupcakes, for example. You know, if you've got a beautiful video of someone in in a kitchen making a cupcake or, you know, a spinning cupcake video, you know, that could be one of the things that brings your customers to the machine. Be, you know, how they select the product. It could be a spinning cupcake that they select. The screen really allows you to communicate with a customer in a way that just a window doesn't allow you to communicate with the customer. So very powerful track mode, if you will in terms of communicating to the customer and attracting the customer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the screens uh, by default have a screensaver mode. So if you load up a screensaver to the cloud and then assign it to a machine or a group of machines, within five seconds, it will be showing that screensaver. So when the machine is not in use, you know, you can have a beautiful screensaver. And, and some, some of our customers have made really beautiful videos and, uh, you know, of, of their products being made or the product uh, very well displayed. And people just cannot walk past the machine without looking at it. And so you get more eyeballs on the machine. You get more people looking at the machine thinking, hey, what's that? Like I had this one great customer in Salt Lake City who does edible cookie dough. And he was putting these vending machines in malls, in college un- college libraries, and also in movie theaters. And he was just a $4 product. And he was making an average of around eight to $10,000 a month per machine. But on the front screen, when the machine wasn't being used, you know, he had this really beautiful video of someone like in slow-mo mixing a bowl of ingredients. And then obviously off camera, there was someone sprinkling powdered sugar down. And, you know, it just, it just looked incredible. I'm not explaining it very well, but it really looked beautiful. And so no one could walk past that machine without turning their head and going, wow, what's that? Because I don't think anyone is leaving their house thinking, oh, I want to go buy some edible cookie dough from a vending machine today. No one's thinking that. But you're able to grab the consumer's attention and their imagination, bring them into the machine and make a sale that I think 
you probably wouldn't have been able to without that big screen. Would you say that this type of vending equipment also acts as a conduit, perhaps, to open the door to locations that you wouldn't normally be able to penetrate as an operator? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, you know, there's a lot of our customers putting machines in in airports right now, malls, and and in uh, like large businesses that you know they say oh, we we already have vending perhaps or we're not interested in vending, and then you say, well, you know, I'm I'm a local bakery, you know, I'm a local business, and they maybe would know the name. Oh, okay, let's have a look and see what you got. There are so many different verticals that you could be selling. We make machines for Google right now. They uh, put socks in them, branded socks, YouTube socks, Google Maps socks, Android socks, <laughs> and they just put them in their offices and their convention centers. But, you know, they do very well. How much demand is there on an ongoing basis for this classic, quote-unquote, non-traditional vending? I feel like it's increasing month on month. Uh, uh, our revenues at the MVI since 2019 have doubled every year. And so... To what extent are you working right now with some traditional vending operators? What percentage of your clients would be in that category? And is that a category that you want to grow? Yeah, definitely want to grow that category. But I would say it probably only makes up 15 to 20% of our customers. Professional vending machine operators, they typically have lots of standard machines, but they're using us to dispense alternative products. So, you know, that's going back to the salads and the wraps and the sandwiches and products like that. So they're trying to, you know, increase the revenue at existing locations by adding another machine with a higher priced product and meeting the demands of the consumers in that area. And it's also enabling them to open the door to new locations. So in a nutshell, you manufacture machines that have a very strong attract mode that can dispense local products, branded products, anything that's outside of necessarily the traditional vending channel, although it can be a food, it can be a beverage. Obviously, if there's a local bottler that has a local brand, it could conceivably be vended through your machines. It's about taking the road less traveled and opening up doors and revenue opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Most of our machines end up in, in malls, but it is easier to get in an airport if you have some kind of smart technology incorporated into the machine and sure. you're selling something that isn't snacks or sodas. You know, that's going to get you into the airport. This all sounds pretty expensive. Are we talking about something that's incredibly more expensive than a traditional vending machine? Wall-mounted vending machines. So that is a machine that will hold... 10 or 20 SKUs mm -hmm. will will run you anything from $4,000 and up. Uh, that comes with a 32-inch touchscreen. And then if you're talking about, you know, some of our larger machines, our, our smallest floor-standing machine, if you're buying one, that basically runs $12,000. But there are volume discounts as well. Can you give me a couple of success stories there was this lady who had a cupcake business. She was making cupcakes in the in a commissionary kitchen. She didn't have a storefront. Bought 
two machines from us. It took us about 30 days to get her the machines. But on the 29th day, she got cold feet. She said, oh, I, can't, I can't take these machines. Anyway, we, we talked her around and she took the machines. And then she, in her first month, and each machine, you know, she did $12,000 in her, in her first month in, in two more locations in her city. She was thrilled. She turned her business. Uh, I think now this is she's only been in business for about two years, you know. But she has around twenty machines right now, you know, averaging between six and ten thousand dollars per machine. I'm glad that she didn't get cold feet and and pull out at the last minute. And you know, there's a number of stories that are very similar to that across the U.S. Why does this make sense for me, the traditional operator, to jump in and and, and do something so non-traditional? Yeah. Well, it's diversification. You know, why have all your eggs in one basket? You know, diversifying your business allows you to keep up with consumer demand and consumers are becoming more demanding with the products that they buy. And I'm, and I'm of the mind that the future is automation. And even though the cost structure is a little higher, you don't get complaints when the no. revenue comes in. Right. No, we don't. No, because you know, you're typically selling a higher dollar product with a mm -hmm. higher margin. My biggest market right now is people buying our wall-mounted machines and they're putting them in bars and nightclubs and they're selling vape pens. As you know, the vending industry has certainly had a history with tobacco. And interestingly enough, you're telling me that one of the biggest areas of growth for you right now is relating to the vape industry and how that works. Tell us about it. Wall-mounted vending machines, you know, they can hold 10 or 20 different vape products. And then so you got a total capacity of around 120 to 240 vape pens. And there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there right now putting machines in bars and nightclubs. So you have to typically be over 21 to get in the bar and nightclub. So sure. they're just they're just putting it in the bar and nightclub, sharing some revenue with, with the bar owner. We can add age verification. We have a, a couple of different age verification methods. Yeah, I mean, some of our biggest success stories today and actually the biggest number of machines that we're selling in terms of number of machines is going to people doing that in their own area. One of the success stories that I like to tell about is that there was this, uh, you know, 21 year old kid. He got, his dad gave him, I mean, he was lucky. His dad gave him $50,000 for his uh, 21st birthday. And he was smart and he came and bought 12 vending machines from us, put them up in uh, bars and nightclubs. And uh, he's been operating for around 18 months but his average revenue between those 12 machines is between twenty-seven dollars and $32,000 a month without fail every month. And he's, you know, he's 22 years old. That's it for now. On the next episode of Automatic Merchandisers Vending and OCS Nation, we'll be taking a look at the best of 2023. We're moving things up one week. It'll be Tuesday, December 19th. So please don't miss it. Best of 2023 on Vending in OCS Nation. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm Bob Tulio.